Hi, this is Jane. And this is Alicia. And we are the Log Ladies. We're the Log Ladies. You never say it at the same time. I know. Well, why don't you match my mouth? You want to try again? And we are the The Log Log Ladies. Ladies. Oh, that was really good. Is it cuter if we say it together or is it annoying? Um, Probably a mixture. Okay. But uh, to appease the fans, we did it both ways this time yeah so, you can choose which one you can choose choose your own adventure podcast <laughs> um today we watched the season finale of see uh, yeah season finale of season one <laughs> season one finale is what i was trying to say season one finale yeah episode eight there were eight episodes and we just watched it together oh my god it was a big one guys a lot happened <sighs> i'm alicia's reeling i'm really upset I, I almost didn't even want to do this podcast. I just, I just, I'm, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this yet. After the podcast, or after the episode ended, she was just sitting on the couch with her eyes closed. <laughs> kind of humming to myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I, did, I just let it happen. I tried to support her, and then I just quietly sat there while she went through the moment. I was just in shock. Did you have any good dreams this week? I don't think I have had... I'm a blank slate. Hmm. I haven't had any dreams. I don't think I have. Um, I don't think I've had any weird dreams either. The last time we recorded, we drank a lot of wine, and by the end of it, we we drank a lot of wine, and then we hung out and like talked after the recording. And I ended up going to bed at like twelve thirty, and I think I had crazy dreams that night, and I ended up waking up for work, which I have at eight a.m. At I woke up at 7.50 a.m. Did you get there on time? No. I, I got, <laughs> woke up at 7.50. I got dressed and I got to work at like 8.20, which is fine. I don't think anyone cared. Not crazy. But, I yeah. think I show up to work like 10 minutes late every morning. Yeah, I do too. It's so bad though. It's really I bad. I feel bad. L- luckily, the company is pretty flexible. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about work. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, so today we watched the season one finale, The Last Evening. Yeah. And uh, in this episode, the summary from uh, TV, the TV episode summary is the investigation comes to a terrifying, terrifying conclusion. Uh, Dr. Jacoby goes to his meeting with Laura Palmer and Catherine and Shelley are trapped. Ooh, it's such a big one. I mean, this was a really good season finale. Yeah. I am so satisfied. I am so so excited to watch the next episode of season two i don't know why we're not watching that right now i know it was really hard to not just sit on the couch and, and continue, continue watching, watching. That yeah was, that was the most difficult oh so difficult it was rough i but did it do really wanna, do you want to just watch it right should we now? just end the should podcast just, let's just stop right now and just go watch it i just <laughs> they won't know i know <laughs> Um, this episode was written by Mark Frost and David Lynch, the originals, and it was directed by Mark Frost, which is the first episode that he directed and also the last episode he directed, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Yeah, it was interesting that he directed the season finale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I was going to, I was going to say like probably David Lynch or Mark Frost directed it. I would bet just cause it's like their baby. It, mm-hmm. it makes sense for them to come back to it, but I'm surprised that he didn't direct any more. Um, but there's only two seasons, so I guess he didn't have that much, that many yeah. chances. Um, so the episode picks up basically right where it left off in the previous episode, which is um, Donna and James breaking into Dr. Jacoby's office to look for that missing tape that Laura recorded. Mm-hmm. 
The um, intro shot I thought was really interesting. It shows Dr. Jacoby's office and it's themed like island theme. Mm-hmm. And it shows an intro of like a bunch of different islands and it's playing this like island music. And it looks like it's in a completely different location until you realize it's like a painting. And then it kind of pans over and pans out and you realize it's Dr. Jacoby's little creepy office. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were kind of confused by it for the first minute when the show started. We're like, oh, like this is different. The show feels different. Like something's, yeah. something's off or it's maybe that's just because. Is Mark Frost just directing it? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah. There were definitely a bunch of subtle and like small elements throughout the episode, which I'm sure we'll touch upon, that had like a different, things had different, a slightly different feel to it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in the, while they go searching through his apartment, they find a couple things. They, one, they find a coconut, a fake coconut with um, Laura Palmer's tape, her missing tape. And half of her necklace, which Dr. Jacoby pulled from the woods. And they also find a box full of umbrella, drink umbrellas <laughs> um, that are dated, which is like kind of a really cute thing to collect. Yeah. I mean, when, when I saw it, I thought, I thought um, Dr. Jacoby is so weird and he's so obsessive. I was like, he's such a strange guy. But then yeah. I was thinking, I was like, wait, but everybody has those things. Everyone has like a thing that they thing. collect. Yeah. And then to the outside world, it probably seems weird, but it makes sense to you. Yeah. I, know, I think that's really cute. But yeah, I'm cute. I mean, I always wanted to keep those cute drink umbrellas. So Yeah, exactly. They're kind of adorable anyway. <laughs> um, I like that touch. I thought it was really cute. Um, Is there anything that you collect? Hmm. You get keep in a box and like have I memories ch- with it? I tried to collect movie stubs, mm-hmm. and I think I do still. Like, I just subconsciously always stick them on my purse, and then I find them, like, months later, but not in any organized way. Mm-hmm. What about you? I do the same exact thing with movie stubs. Yeah. I think a lot of people do. And, like, I want to keep them, but then, yeah, I just end up, like, putting them in a drawer and then finding them exactly. like, six months later. Maybe. But it is cool, like, finding them a year later or something. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, oh, this is when I did this with this person, and I was yeah. feeling this at that time. And, yeah. I do have a box of old notes from when we were in high school. <gasps> I have that too. Oh, that's the best. We need to go through that together. Oh my I know God. we've talked about going through that together too. Because uh, I don't know. One if of I our do it. best friends from high school, Brittany, she moved to Pennsylvania a few years ago. And do you remember we said we were gonna go through the box of notes together before she moved and then we could get rid of it finally? No, I don't remember that, but I don't want to get rid of it. Well, I don't know. They're just like sitting in closet and I haven't looked at it since I school. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but every I time I see I it, I want to go happy. through it with you guys. Yeah. Well, especially because I feel like I'd be really interested in seeing the notes that I wrote. And obviously, I don't have those. If you guys I have, have those. those. Yeah. So. I have those. I have so. you. <laughs> My high school self. We need to do that. We could just do a podcast about all the notes we wrote to each other in high school. That would be so fun, actually. Kind of piece together. And he's oh my god! Actually, it probably wouldn't be that fun. It'd be, really It'd be such <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Brittany wanted to go to the movie, but I can't go to the movie because my mom says that I can't go to the movie. But like, I really want to go. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so throughout the whole episode, there's and the last episode, the mysterious person that has been watching this whole thing unravel with, um. Donna and James breaking into Dr. Kobe's office and Madeline dressing up as Laura and waiting for him. And also he was spying on Bobby, this like mysterious person. Yeah, just a breather. 
Yeah, so they show they show him again when Dr. Jacoby goes to meet Laura. Dr. Jacoby actually sees Laura, well, it's Madeline, Madeline in the park blonde. through the bushes. And this guy dressed in a mask and all black attacks him. Mm-hmm. And he puts him in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, I took my notes a little bit differently this time. I kind of took it by character. So what I have is that Jacoby goes in the hospital, and basically they they find out that he had a heart attack, which I think is from seeing Laura, Mm -hmm. who he thought was Laura. Um, And then I just wrote, like, who hit Jacoby? So I I wrote a list of people that I know didn't hit Jacoby. Oh. It wasn't Leo, because he was preoccupied. What was Leo doing at this time? He was... Oh, he um, was, like, Shelly. Yeah. That's right. And it wasn't Bobby, because he is... The guy, the breather sees Bobby at one the, point. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's not, not James. It's, it's not, not James or Donna because or they're Donna. currently in Dr. Jacoby's office. And it's not Jacques. Yeah, Jacques also in the hospital and he was at one Jacks. Yeah. So the only person that I can think of is Leland. <gasps> Leland. I think. Okay. Leland saw Madeline leave the house. That's true. He we gave a real creepy look. look. He could have followed her. Yeah. And was watching them. And he's very upset about his daughter's death. Mm-hmm. But why would he hit Dr. Jacoby? He obviously saw Madeline dressed as Laura. Mm, that's true. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought Who was kind he? of a little bit off was, so when this mysterious figure, this guy dressed in a mask, um, hits Dr. Jacoby from, the behind, from behind, he hits him on the back and then... Dr. Jacoby falls to the ground and is repeatedly hit on the back with, I don't know, a rock or mm-hmm. something. Something. But I, I just thought it felt kind of weird because I feel like in a situation like that, at least in movies, that the person will normally hit them on the head and, like, knock them out. That's true. I don't know. So that was interesting. He hit him on the back and I kept hitting him on his back. and So that he could, because then he was, like, yelling and, like, you get attention to I just thought it felt yeah. kind of off and it was one of those things that. Just an odd. Yeah. Yeah. Just brought attention to itself. Yeah. That was odd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's where we're at with Dr. Jacoby. We basically know that he was hit by a mystery person. He's currently unconscious, so we have no idea who it was. So that's kind of where we left it for this episode. Yeah. Not much more happens with him. But we do realize that he wasn't... We, No one... James basically has decided Jacoby has not killed Laura. Yeah. Because the tape didn't really bring in any evidence. Laura mentioned there was like... Laura mentioned another mystery man that she's seeing. Yeah. So let's move on to that. So then James and Donna and Madeline find the tape. Mm -hmm. They listen to Laura's missing tape. And on her missing tape, she says, there's a mystery man. Um, He is, they're obviously like involved. But then she also says, I feel like he's going to kill me. But that it like turned her on. Right. Yeah. She is really dark. I mean, they keep. Like, throughout They're the whole darker season, and darker. they keep alluding to like, oh, she she's really dark and she has right. secrets, but she just like, yeah, you're right. She keeps getting darker and darker. Yeah. It's like, Whoa, who is this person? It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, she said some things that were probably kind of hurtful to James because she was talking about how I was trying to imagine what that must be like, you know, like you're the ex-boyfriend and the best friend and you're listening to your lover, or your best friend on a recording and she's talking about you. Right. And she's telling, like, she's telling someone how she really feels about you. And now this is after she's dead. Yeah. 
So it kind of I don't she know. calls him stupid. Yeah, and she, the, and like she basically calls him like sweet and stupid. Yeah, she, but, she calls James. She says like, and I can only handle so much sweet and yeah. It's just it's really sad that it'd be really hard it's to hear sad. and alter your whole. Um, I don't know if you want a person. It's like, yeah. oh, that's what they really thought of me. Yeah. Now there's no really way to sad. fix it because she's gone. Yeah. It's kind of sad. But we do get a clue from it, and it kind of sounds like... So it sounds like she obviously was dating a mystery man. We don't know who it was. My first thought was Leo. Yeah. Who else? Like, who else would be, like, torturous, but also have a relationship with her? Uh-huh. And then they, they talk in the episode later about him, like, tying her up and... Mm-hmm. I just, I just thought of maybe who it could be. Who? Well, because the clue that she gives in the tape is that he drives a red Corvette, right? Right. So that's like a nice, expensive car. Yeah. So maybe it's Ben. Maybe. The hotel owner, Audrey's dad. Or maybe it's Ben's brother, too. Or it could be Ben's brother. Someone that has money. Yeah. I'm trying to find his name. Yeah, but I think you're right. It could be one of them, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's kind of what we got there. We're really slimming down all the options are, on this yeah. episode. Like, I like lot. being able to be like, this person definitely didn't do this because they were doing all of this other stuff. They were committing arson. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, only a few episodes we couldn't, uh, a few episodes ago we couldn't do that. Yeah. Because everything was still so up in the air. Yeah. But now it's really, really getting specific where we know. Yeah. We're really narrowing it down. Definitely. It's like changed a lot in just mm-hmm. a couple of episodes. We're not episodes. just ma- making like wild random accusations. We're right. actually have facts now. Right. Um, so while this is all going on, we find Audrey and she is at One-Eyed Jacks. Um, she just had her interview at One-Eyed Jacks and was basically brought in as one of the new girls. And they told her that once the owner of One-Eyed Jacks comes in, she will be his like new girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alicia and I, when we were watching that, we're like, oh, no, it's going to be her dad. It's going to for sure be her dad. And guess what? It's, it's her, her dad. dad. <laughs> so, and of course, the episode left us off as he's walking into the room. And I think Audrey sees him, right? Yeah. So her back is to the door, mm-hmm. but she's looking into a mirror in which she can see him walk in. Mm-hmm. I guess he probably maybe isn't looking into that. Too. Yeah. He seemed kind of Here. drunk and was kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So she knows that. The owner of this facility is her father. So now she's dressed in lingerie in her room, and her dad is. She's tied to a chair too. She maybe tied is to a she, chair. Oh, in that part, that scene is so weird because her like hunchbacked little servant is like sewing like for her. Wobbles out. Yeah, it was a really random thing. So weird. Did they show that person's face? I don't think so. So it's just like a hunchback that they sews her things somebody, on. They just somebody like I think like tying like a queen of diamonds card to her outfit. Yeah. And then her father starts to come in the door. And she so waddles away. Like waddles away. And then you realize into like, like a trap door. Really hunchback figure. Yeah. yeah. And she goes into a secret like passage. Yeah. That was, that was weird. It's really weird. Um, I'm kind of worried for Audrey. Mm-hmm. Just because she's always able to get herself out of any situation. Right. But I'm kind of afraid for her now. I know. I was, that's that was my first thought. Like, how is she going to get out of this, and yeah. how is she going to get out of it smoothly? Which yeah. is what she's been able to do mm-hmm. in every every situation up until now. Yeah, I don't know. I love I mean, her so much. Once her father sees her, <laughs> he's going to know exactly what happened to how she got it. You know, she's working at a store now. She's working at a perfume counter. He's right. going like, to put everything together. He's going to know what happened. She can't really. I don't know how much she can lie and trick him. Exactly, and now she's going to be like. I mean, her investigation is probably going to be cut off at this point. 
if mm-hmm. he figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And if she knows too much, she won't keep her quiet. And But it's his daughter. I don't know. This, this, let's just go watch the next episode, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Worst case scenario, your dad walking in on you when you just oh. started being a call girl. <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, the other thing that, go- that happens with Ben is that he seals the deal with those Norwegian people, finally. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what they're calling the new hotel? No. Ghostwood? Ghostwood. Isn't that weird? Ghostwood. That doesn't sound like an appealing hotel. To Not at all. In. It's like very creepy. It is really creepy. It, it sounds like an hotel. alternate name for Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Ghostwood. Which is like because it's like creepy and like yeah. woodsy. Ghostwood. It, or it sounds like maybe a theme park ride mm-hmm. or a theme park. It sounds like a hotel that would be within the show. That's true. Dead people, ghosts, the woods, things, bad things happening in the woods. Yeah. I just thought it was funny. They, like, kept cheersing Ghostwood. And then, also, Audrey, while she's, before she goes in the room to wait for the owner, which is her father, she sees Cooper um, on, like, surveillance camera screen. Yeah, so she knows he's at One-Eyed Jacks, too. So she knows that that he's at One-Eyed Jacks. Yeah. I wonder what she's thinking. I wonder if she knows why he's here. If she knows it's for the investigation, or if she thinks, like, he's... Like one of those guys. Right. He's just trying to like let loose or have fun. I don't know. He is wearing glasses and his hair is pushed back a little differently. Mm -hmm. So maybe she recognizes that he is in a disguise. Mm -hmm. But maybe not. I don't know. That's a good question. To know what she thinks about. She didn't seem. They didn't really give her a chance to look disappointed. Because I feel like she'd be disappointed if she thought that he was going there to visit the call girls. But. Interesting. I don't know. Yeah, so Cooper, uh, yeah, is at, he's playing, he's playing uh, blackjack. Mm-hmm. He's playing jack, blackjack. And winning. And winning. <laughs> he was born lucky, what his mother said. Right. Something like that. With, with, with Jacques. Jacques. Uh-huh. Infamous Jacques. And he's playing with the $1,000 chip that has a missing piece that was found in Jacques' cabin. The missing piece was found in Laura's stomach. He's, like, playing with it directly in front of Jacques. Right. And then, um... And then he pulls Jacques aside for, like, a one-on-one conversation. Mm-hmm. Or he gives him the well, missing... he gives him it. Yeah. Yeah. As a tip. And he pulls him aside for a one-on-one conversation. He pretends to be Leo's big, like, boss... Like, basically, the the money behind the whole operation of the coke transitioning from border, from across the border. Mm-hmm. Um, and they end up having a conversation. He basically, like, gets Jacques to think that he is on the inside of this group. And he asks Jacques, how did this chip get a missing piece? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's like, oh, I know that you guys are at the cabin with, like, Laura and Ronette and da-da-da-da-da. Um. Yeah. Yeah, and then... um. Yeah, and so Jacques explains it. It's a really creepy story. Basically. Yeah, he goes into a lot of detail, and it's really gruesome. He's just, like, laughing about it, joking about it, because at this point he thinks that Cooper is, like, like in with them. So he's yeah. like, oh, yeah, we were doing this, and she and Laura was tied up, and the bird got out and was, like, clawing her. And Yeah, it's so creepy because they keep, like, closing in on his mouth, yeah. like, closer and closer. He's, like, licking his lips. Ugh, it's so creepy. Ugh. I really don't like shock. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he basically told the story of how 
Leo gave her that chip and what did he say to her? Bite the bite the bullet. Oh, bite the bullet, baby. And so, bite the bullet, baby. That's when they were like closing it on his lips. Yeah. So gross. Um Yeah, so that was the creepy Jacques. Oh, so then um Cooper basically tricked Jacques into going across the border and doing like another job for him. Jacques goes across the border and the patrolmen are waiting for him and they take him into custody um for Laura's murder and also for Ronette's murder. For attempted murder. Attempted, mm-hmm. attempted, attempted murder. Um, and they take him into custody. Um, but then, just before they take him in, Jacques is able to take a gun away from one of the detectives. He's just about to shoot... Harry. Harry. Which I was going to be real sad about that. Um, but then at the last moment... <laughs> our hero. Our other favorite guy, Andy, pulls out a gun and shoots Jacques um, in one shot. Yeah, and saves him. I mean, yeah. he doesn't kill Jacques. He shoots him in the arm, I think. Yeah. But saves Harry. Yeah. I'm but, so excited for him. amazing because this whole season he's been so clumsy. Yeah. And like every time he has a gun, he accidentally shoots it or drops it. Right? <laughs> he's like super clumsy and then he cries, but he was so confident. And he, it was amazing. It was a whole other side of him. Oh, it's the best. I was so excited for him. <laughs> All that um, shooting range training is paying off. Mm-hmm. Um. So then they go back to the station and they kind of pick up the whole Andy and Lucy storyline. Um, Andy and Lucy have not been talking. We don't really know why. We know that she was pregnant. So she, basically everyone is telling the story of Andy doing the amazing shooting that he did. And she and him talk. Mm-hmm. She congratulates him. They start kissing. It's really cute because the way she looks at it, him it's when so she hears cute. the story, it's like she can't resist him. Yeah. And he's like such a hero and she's yeah it's adorable she's like, i can't be mad at him anymore now yeah <laughs> it's very cute so they go they go off and they're kissing and then she stops and she tells him i'm pregnant mm-hmm. and he just kind of leaves the room yeah that's kind of i don't know, I don't know. so we'll see what happens there from him. but i bet she's gonna have like a toddler yeah. in the next season that, i feel like that is kind of a a weird thing for twin peaks to do I don't know, because sometimes I forget that Twin Peaks is, like, a soap opera. Yeah. And soap opera, like, everyone's, like, having kids, or there's, like, you know, everyone's cheating on each other. And there is a lot of that in this whole season. I just kind of forget, because there's such a serious murder going on that's so central. Right. Yeah, I do, too. I know, it does seem kind of odd. It's, like, probably, it's definitely the lightest storyline in the show. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I just throw in that, like, cliche, like, I'm pregnant, like, little storyline. Right, right, right. Maybe that's the joke that throwing in the the dramatic yeah. cliche with the least dramatic people in the town. Yeah, and a not a dramatic reaction. We right. Don't really know how I feel. Nothing happens. Yeah. It means or yeah. Who it actually affects. It doesn't actually affect anyone. Usually, it's like the married mistress is gonna, or like the mistress is gonna have the child, and it's gonna affect the marriage. But like, right. it doesn't. Them having a baby doesn't affect anyone. Right. It doesn't get anyone in trouble. Everyone's probably just gonna be happy. And yeah, they'd be happy for them. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's funny. That's true. It's like mm-hmm. kind of a play on that whole thing. Um, so, oh, we oh, haven't no. talked about, are you, what? We haven't talked, there's so many things we haven't talked about that, that you could make that sound effect for. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Nadine. Oh, Nadine. So Nadine, well, we don't actually know. She takes a bunch of pills. Yeah. She tries to commit suicide. She's in like a really beautiful pink dress and she writes a letter. I didn't notice her dress. She's it was beautiful. Yeah. Aww. And yeah, she writes a letter and then she takes a bunch of pills. 
That's really sad. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully she might be okay. We just know that she took pills. She attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. And we see Big Ed come home and find her. He and he her. calls an ambulance. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is saying he's saying stay with me. So she could still be, you know, breathing slightly. Mm-hmm. It's really sad because we were just talking about the last episode about their relationship. And, mm-hmm. and how Ed is always... He's just, he's still so supportive to her, even though she is kind of crazy. And she's, yeah. you know, he's, he's still there for her and he doesn't leave her for right. Norma. Right. And then to see that happen. And then it also happens right after they show a scene where Norma is with Hank uh-huh. at the diner and they kiss for the first time. Oh, yes. I just thought it was interesting that they did those two scenes that next to each other. Because it shows that like, it almost seemed like Norma was maybe contemplating giving Hank a second chance. Right. And then it goes to Ed, which is, you know, her, what we think is like her true love, her like yeah. long lost love. And he's potentially losing his love. Yeah. Like his, Nadine. Yeah. Oh, it's heartbreaking. Mm. And this whole thing with Hank, the whole episode, all you see is Hank doing wrong by everyone. Mm-hmm. And then you see him try to get back norma and he's like totally playing up the acting and she seems like she's believing him it's mm-hmm. really depressing um yeah that makes me really sad i really hope that they don't get back together but it sounds like it seems like that's what's about to happen yeah um i'm like like lost in what's going on with hank i feel like he is double crossing everyone yeah he's involved with every single person in the town yeah like on their side and not on their side at the same time yeah. i don't know whose interest he really has it seems like he's mainly involved with Josie because it was revealed that he he went to jail for killing Josie's husband and because she pays him she pays him to go to jail no wait what happened is he killed Josie's husband in a boating accident Uh so it looked like an accident yeah why does he go to jail he then went to prison for vehicular manslaughter, mm-hmm. so he killed someone else in a oh, car accident. Is another to killing? throw off the course so that he would only go to prison for eighteen months. Wait, to throw off the course so that it, the boating accident would look like a true accident. Uh-huh. He something happened. Vehicular manslaughter happened to like oh. totally. So he wouldn't even be a suspect basically because mm-hmm. he's involved in this whole other thing and it wouldn't make sense. So. That's what he oh, said. Oh, that's crazy. I wonder who was the person he killed when the, in the vehicle accident. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, she right. Was, so I was thinking it was her husband that died in the vehicle accident, but now it's someone completely different. Yeah. And yeah, she pays him $90,000. Dang. And it's really creepy because then he says that, I mean, you would think that their deal was done at that point. You know, he's right. out of jail. She gives him the money. What's done is done, but he cuts her finger and his finger and like joins them together. So like they're blood brothers. They're blood brothers. And he says we're business partners for life. So weird. So creepy. I'm surprised he didn't carve a domino into her thumb. <laughs> <laughs> domino them for life. Oh my gosh! What if he just took her hand and like <laughs> took his time and like was carving a domino? <laughs> like, but he made it like so the pieces fit together, but they're different pieces. You uh-huh. know, like when you play dominoes. That's true. <laughs> But then, he, so he's he's also still involved with Josie because it seems like he's helping her 
with the whole mill thing right. and with Catherine. So let's just run down. Okay. Yeah. Josie and Ben are trying to kill Catherine together. They have put out a life insurance policy in which they get paid out when Catherine dies. In addition to that, Ben has set it up so that Leo burns down the wood mill mm-hmm. to also get an insurance pay, I'm mm-hmm. assuming, out of that. Then Hank is helping Josie. He killed her husband. She paid him money. But in this episode, Hank kills Leo. And doesn't he do something else? Well, he kills Leo and he's saving Bobby. When did that happen? Oh, yeah. He saved Bobby. Yeah, Bobby goes to check on Shelly. And Leo's waiting for him. And Leo's like about to kill Bobby with an axe. And then Hank shoots Leo and kills him. I think it's pretty clear that now Leo is dead. That's what that's what else. Okay, I just remembered. That's what else Hank did. What do you do? He kills Leo, mm-hmm. but he also calls Catherine and tells her to go to the wood. Yeah. Mill. Why does he? Oh, because he says that the 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 book the the accounting book that she's missing is there is there. But why is he even involved? Is he helping Josie or is he helping Ben kill Catherine? I guess no clue. I guess maybe both? that's something because they we don't want know. her dead, so they get life insurance. And if she happens to be at the mill when it accidentally catches on fire and she dies, yeah. So I guess he's still helping Josie, but I just don't know if Josie wants his help or if he's helping her so that she still owes him and they're still like stuck mm, together, maybe. business partners for life. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. But then how does he know about all that stuff? How does he know everything? He's been jailed. He right. comes out and he knows everything. He knows where everyone is. He knows what everyone's doing, yeah. what their secret evil plans are, and he's secretly helping everyone. Yeah. I have no idea. He's doing a lot. Yeah. He had a big day. He had a big day. <laughs> <laughs> he must be tired. Yeah, he needs a nap. I don't know why I, I thought of you saying he had a big day and compared it to like my dog having a big day, <laughs> like a big activity day and being tired. I'm like, oh, he needs to rest. He's yeah. tired. Yeah. <laughs> um so speaking of Catherine, Catherine spends this whole episode trying to find her accounting books Mm -hmm. um which seem like they're probably destroyed or josie has them yeah josie took them and through all of this her and her husband pete have like a little bit of rekindling i mean i feel like she's using him but yeah i can't really tell if she's being authentic or not yeah it seems like she's using him (sighs) so they have a rekindling. He helps her find. He helps her try to find the books. She doesn't find them. But then Hank calls her. He's like, "They're at the wood mill." She goes to the wood mill. The wood mill's on fire. Well, Pete. wait, we're missing something. What? Because she goes to the wood mill and she finds Shelly tied up at the wood mill. Right. Because Leo tied Shelly up. Yeah. So Leo must. And and did he set up the fire to start? Yes. Yeah. So he set it up. Yeah. Um. So Catherine gets there and she she sees Shelly tied up. Shelly's trying to warn her about like this little fire, like timer that's about to go off. Yeah. But she's uh has like something in her mouth so she can't speak. Right. And I thought it was really interesting because Catherine had no idea who she was. Yeah. I feel like the, I mean this is such a small town and it seems like everyone knows everyone. It did seem really odd. And this was the first time that like they're like who are you? Like, yeah, this is the first you. time anyone's ever asked for yeah. someone's name. That's mm-hmm. true. Because then two people don't know each other. Yeah. 
And then the fire goes off and everything starts to catch on fire immediately. And Catherine saves Shelly. Yeah, Catherine unties Shelly. Mm-hmm. And they it looks like they escape, but we don't really know if they got out okay or not. Right. Because the fire like really picks up and then like things start to fall apart in the yeah. building and So then the next thing you see from the outside is Pete has gotten to the fire and that he's told that Catherine is in there because her car is there. there, And he's like, I'm going in. And they're like, I don't think that's a good idea. And he's like, she's still my wife. I know. So sweet. I don't, I wonder if he would have done that if they hadn't previously had that conversation about, and like rekindled their love. I feel like he would have. I don't think he wanted her to die. Yeah, I feel like he's the type of guy. Yeah. Now she gives him even more reason to mm. go in and find her. And he doesn't even know for sure if she's in there or not. Right. But he goes in anyway. Oh, sweetie. What a sweetheart. What a little sweetie. Mm. <laughs> so, speaking of Shelly, is there anything else that happened there? I mean, basically, Leo found out that she was sleeping with Bobby. He tied her up and he was like, You made me do this, Shelly. Mm-hmm. And then he sets up the tire, the fire timer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Leo... Oh. Go ahead. Wait, what about Leo? I don't know. Okay, <laughs> so, so, now that this fire at the mill has happened, next, um, so at the sheriff's office, Lucy gets a phone call. It's Bobby saying that Leo says to, like, check out James's bike, or what does he say? He says... Um, he says, you tell him Leo Johnson said to check out James Hurley. He's an easy rider, which refers to the movie Easy Rider. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen that movie. Um, in when did the that movie, movie come out? Um, I can check. But in the movie, Captain America, Peter Fonda stashes drugs in the gas tank of his motorcycle, just as Bobby has hidden drugs in James's gas tank. Oh. So. And last, and last week... We were even questioning, and I'm really sorry, but I thought you were ridiculous for thinking that he put coke in his I gas know. tank. And I was like, no, it's sand. Don't people do that to, like, make their bike stop running? And Right. But I guess if he was putting sand in his gas tank to make it stop running, he'd probably pour it in. He wouldn't put it in, like, a, a neat Ziploc bag. I guess I didn't notice that it was in a Ziploc bag. I didn't think about it until just now. I'm sorry. Anyway. I was like, no, it's not coke. That's ridiculous. You idiot. But I felt really, I, I thought that I way. I know. I made you think that you were wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, Easy Rider came out in 1969. Okay, so it is reference. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Twin Peaks referencing other movies. Look at you. Pretty cool. But they do that a lot and we haven't even realized it. Um, probably. Mm-hmm. I We don't know a lot. <laughs> Keep listening to us. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I haven't seen Easy Rider. You haven't either? No. Okay. <laughs> but no. now I know it's about, so... A lot like I've seen it at parties. So then it's funny that, so they get that call and then James goes into the police station himself shortly after because he's trying to give them the tape, Laura's tape that they found at Dr. Jacoby's office. Mm-hmm. And then they pull him aside and Cooper and the sheriff, Cooper pulls him aside and the sheriff comes in and what do they do? <laughs> um, Cooper pulls him aside, the sheriff comes in and... Basically, they they don't trust James anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're kind of like, "What have you been up to? What's going on?" I mean, they find the coke and they're yeah. It's kind of it's kind of sad because he goes in and gives them a really good clue about 
War is a mystery, mystery man and how he drives a red Corvette. Like, he's trying to port them in right. the direction of the killer. But they're just looking at him with suspicion. Yeah. Thinking, like, oh, we can't trust anything he says. Like, he's trying to distract us. Yeah. Because, and they're focusing on him again. Yeah. Which is interesting because this whole season started with focusing on James. Right. As potentially the killer. It focused on James, but then right after the detective's talk to him yeah, they knew it wasn't him cooper even said he's like it's not him like, yeah he's innocent. yeah so it's interesting that they're potentially changing their minds i don't know i guess we'll find out yeah i don't know that was interesting you know yeah. what i thought was interesting too about the scene is that james is trying to find the killer mm-hmm. um at first he thought it was jacoby now he's looking for the corvette man but bobby is trying to frame james but Leo is trying to kill Bobby <laughs> and Hank shoots Leo. I was just like, I thought it was funny that it was just like a trail this of like, trail. everyone is like betraying everyone. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <sighs> never ending. <laughs> it's a big circle. Yeah. I bet the killer, then the killer probably ties in with Hank and then like closes the circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then also at the sheriff's office, Leland, Laura's dad, comes in because he he hears about he hears about them arresting Jacques, uh-huh. and he thinks he's like, oh, like, did you find the killer? And he wants to know what's going on. Yeah. Um. And what are they? And they're they're just kind of like, there's nothing for you to do here. Mm-hmm. We 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 found a suspect. We don't actually know if he did anything, and he's at the hospital. Or they say something like that, like he got injured, we took him to the hospital. Yeah, and then it shows. Yeah, and they kind of like zoom in on Lilo's Leland's crazy eyes, and he's like, <laughs> "Hospital," and then hospital, <laughs> and then the next thing you see is um, we're bedside by Jacques, um, and you see some gloved hands reach out and smother him with a pillow. Jacques is dead, and it, the camera turns around, and it's Leland. Yeah. So. I, he's either killing him because he knows too much or because he's really sad about his daughter's death mm-hmm. and in, angry, I guess. In past episodes, I thought that maybe Leland was involved with her murder. Uh-huh. I mean, one thing I forgot is that he used to work with Ben, you know? He was like That's his partner. True. So but she had his daughter. To, I don't know. You're right. But yeah. he had to have been involved with everything that Ben did. And knows about one eye Jackson, yeah. knows about a lot that's going on. Yeah. So maybe something happened and he was like involved with killing Laura. Like I don't I can't imagine him doing it all on his own, but I can imagine him being involved, which is why right. he feels so guilty. Right. So yeah, you're right. Either he's killing Jacques because he knows too much, or he's killing Jacques because he thinks he did it, but I don't I think Something's fishy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Let's I forgot see. that he worked with Ben. Yeah, I did yeah. too. So I guess he's got to be shady in his own right. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he's distraught. like his daughter died, but and he's definitely been to like One Eye Jacks and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about him. Um, you know what I thought was interesting too is we've talked about Diane before, mm-hmm. um, the recorder, and we were like, does she actually exist? Who is she? Is she an assistant? In this episode. Cooper says that he received the earplugs that Diane sent him. So that means that she is real. He requested her one of the last recordings. She sent it oh, to him. I so think she's she listens to them. She yes. listens to his recordings. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, I didn't catch that. That's so subtle, but that answers such a huge question. Yeah, so she's real. He's not crazy. Maybe, so it has to be, well, he said he wasn't married, but it could be his wife. It could be like a sister. I think he's an assistant. It can't be an assistant. Just, Why? I don't know, all the things he talks about are just so personal. And there's kind of like, I think he's just that kind of guy. In his voice. Because think about it, like episode one or two, he knew who was in love with who in the show mm-hmm. and he, or in the town. And he like talked to them about their love lives, and he, he I think he's that kind of guy. He's very upfront. I don't know, but like a lot of things that he talks about on the recording, he like tells her about his day and like the coffee he's drinking and how that's true. Like the loud neighbors in the hotel are probably gone. And was well, you had a long time assistant and you were traveling? No, <laughs> no, no. Nope. Just I refuse to believe it's, at me. <laughs> I refuse to believe that it's an assistant. Okay, I think it's. I think it's something important to him. And since he's been our favorite character, like whoever this girl is, is important to me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now we're towards the end of the episode. Um, This is when Audrey's dad, Benjamin, comes into the room at the One Eye Jacks place, hotel, casino, (laughs) casino, casino, casino. but in this scene, he says, he walks in and he, again, she doesn't see him, but he, or no, sorry. She, she sees him. Yeah, she he sees him. He doesn't see her. Mm-hmm. See her. And he says, close your eyes. This is such dreams that this is. This is such things that dreams are made, dreams of, are made of. Which is a quote from The Tempest. Um, and then the very next scene, we go back to his hotel and we see Cooper walking down the hall. He finds a note from Audrey um, addressed to my special agent. And he goes into his room. Are you ready? Well, I thought it was interesting because Audrey was trying to get a hold of him all day. Remember? She kept, in the yeah. last episode, she kept calling him and calling yeah. him. And she went to the hotel and put a note under his door. Right. So we didn't even get to see what she said in the note. Mm-hmm. Um so that's another thing is she hadn't had any contact with him. And then the next thing, the next time she sees him, she sees him at One Eye Jacks after not having contact with him mm, all day. That's true. So, yeah, I really do wonder what she was thinking, yeah. what she really wanted to tell him. Um, so he's just about to open the note and then the phone rings. Uh-huh. So he doesn't get a look at the note and he answers the phone. Um, do you know who's on the phone? He, he just kind of was no. like, can this wait till tomorrow? Yeah. I think it's someone from the sheriff's office because we hear in the background because then somebody knocks at the door. Yeah. And some on the phone in the background, um, someone says like, "Oh, like we found Leo. He's injured." Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and this next part, I don't even know how to tell you, but you already know. You guys, sit down. Just, just take a deep breath. They already know. <laughs> I just, I just don't want to tell them. <laughs> he answers the door, uh-huh. and somebody shoots cooper yeah like three times in the chest yeah they show it three times i mean i'm not a doctor (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) sounds pretty fatal yeah i I mean we don't know but it is interesting that after this episode let's see jacoby Mm -hmm. cooper Jacques. Jacques. Leo, who else is injured? That's at least four people that are in yeah. the hospital after just this There's one a episode. Lot of shooting and 
people getting hurt. Yeah. Going in the hospital. Two people are in a fire, possibly. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Almost everyone's being injured. Nadine overdoses. Yeah. Oh my God. This mm-hmm. town is so accident prone. Potentially, um, Shelly and Catherine are in the birthing building and died. Right. We don't know for sure yet. Right. We don't know if they made it out alive. Almost every major and, character. Um, and Pete ran in the building thinking Catherine was in there so he could die wow how many people how many what's your bet on how many people you think are in the hospital episode Mm -hmm. one the cast is in the hospital (laughs) (laughs) there was a bus crash in the time between season one and season two now everyone is just literally the whole season two takes place in the hospital including the doctors are all in the beds as well (laughs) um Oh, I was going to say something else. I just lost it. Yeah, so that's the way season two, season one ends, which is why we wanted to watch season two so badly to find out if Cooper lives. That's what I wanted to say. What? So who can we, um, who can we cross off of the list of possible people who shot Cooper? So when I first saw it, I thought Leland. Right. Because he was, I I think he was wearing black gloves he was dressed that's in all true. black and wearing black gloves so that's one potential and okay. lino's already on some kind of rampage i don't know why he would go after cooper though yeah the other person i think it could be is the mysterious man that attacked jacoby and was watching like donna and james and bobby okay and yeah so but we don't know if that it, that same person is Leland or if it's somebody else. Right. If it's somebody else that could have been the person that shot Cooper. Yeah. Catherine was also wearing gloves. I don't know why she would have any reason to shoot Cooper, but... When was she wearing gloves? They show her gloved hands when she pulls the gun on Shelly in the log. Oh. In the uh, wood So factory. it could be her. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't know why it would be her, but... What if she thought it was supposed to be somebody else there? Like, what if she thought it wasn't Cooper? Maybe, but they had a minute to look at each other. Yeah, that's true. And she shot him three times, or mm-hmm. he or she shot him three times. Okay. There could be a motive that we don't know, but it could be Catherine. Yeah. Um, it could... Do, do you think that it could not be Leo? I know it showed him, like, not breathing anymore for a second. Yeah. But he could have just, like... No, it can't be Leo. I don't think it no. can be Leo. I just don't think it can be him. No, because they call him and they're like, we have Leo, remember? Oh, yeah. I mean, he's definitely dead. He's, he's definitely dead. Yeah. Even if he's alive and just like had passed out, he's can't like do anything or right. walk anywhere. Like, he needs to go to the hospital. And Jacques's in the hospital. Well, Jacques's dead. Leland yeah. killed Jacques. Uh, Dr. Jacoby's in the hospital. Yeah. So it can't be him. I think that's all the possibilities. Could it be James? Could be. I mean, now that Cooper is on to James, and found James him, hasn't done anything wrong. Well, they found him with Coke, and they're suspicious that he's more involved now than they previously thought. I'm gonna be naive about James and just pretend like he's good. He could be being held at the station too. Still, yeah, he would never do that. So then there's Madeline. Madeline. I mean, she shows up. Huh. You know, she shows up out of nowhere. She even admits that she, I think she said she wasn't even that close with Laura. You're right. She does kind of show up out of nowhere. And she's so helpful. 
<laughs> you hate her already. <laughs> and she looks so innocent. I was thinking in an earlier scene, I think it was a few episodes ago. Uh-huh. She she's walking down the stairs and you know, I mean it's the same it's the same actress that plays Laura. And Laura's always a really beautiful girl. Like yeah. blonde bombshell. Yeah. And so Madeline has brown hair and she's walking down the stairs in this one scene and she has like big glasses on and mm-hmm. her she has brown hair and it's like all scrunched up and like a ponytail and all messy. And like mm-hmm. she doesn't look that cute, but like we know she's a beautiful. Right. Um, it just made me think of those kind of like makeover scenes where you see this like dorky girl that like nobody likes and then you take off her glasses and yeah. you like brush out her hair and it's like, whoa, who is that? Oh my God. Yeah, I know. But it does make a huge difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's surprising how much of a difference it makes. Like, mm-hmm. she does look like a different person. Mm-hmm. And she's doing a good job of playing two different voices. I mean, I guess Laura's voice is pretty easy to do. It's, like, very breathy. Mm-hmm. But and Laura and Madeline demeanor, sound different. Her whole demeanor's yeah. changed. Like, she's kind of, as Madeline, just kind of, like, more quiet and innocent and, like, weak. And Laura's very, like, confident. Yeah, like, yeah. She does a good job of playing the two parts. Yeah, definitely. So, could be Madeline under the radar. Could be. It could be Josie. Could it be Josie? Could be. But why? Maybe because Cooper's the only one that... Is he, like, uh, onto them or anything? That doesn't It could be Hank. Hank's on a killing spree this episode. That's true. <laughs> okay, I think we've listed every cast member. Yeah. But who would kill Cooper? That's the real question. Who would done anything wrong to anyone? I mean, he is the lead investigator in a yeah, murder I case. So. I, it would have to be, honestly, I think it would have to be the murderer. I think you're right. Which means that getting, they don't have them. He's he's obviously getting close. They're obviously really close. Yeah, it definitely mm-hmm. seems like it. It could be... What? I was just thinking of two other people. I was thinking one Blackie from One Eye Jacks. I was thinking, like, if it's the murderer, it could have been someone that saw him at One Night Jacks and saw him talking to Jacques and saw him arrest Jacques, so he knows that they're getting really close. Uh huh. So it could be someone that was at One Night Jacks. So either could be Blackie, who's kind of been like this little, I guess, a little more quiet figure, or it could be Ben's brother, who's potentially at One Night Jacks. We just didn't see him. Yeah. You pointed him out as maybe being a killer last episode, I think. It could be. Um, you know what else was interesting? What? So we were talking about how Mark Mark Frost only directed this episode. Yeah. You know how they watch a soap opera every episode? Yeah. He directed all of the soap opera shorts. Oh, he did? Yeah. Isn't that cool? All the little segments that played throughout. Invitation weeks. to Love. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I thought that was cool. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Cool little trivia. Um, so we did it. We watched a season. Oh, my gosh. On Twin Peaks. I'm so excited. I mean, I know it's only eight episodes, but I've, oh, I've seven. Sorry, I'm proud of us. It's eight. Seven. Eight. Eight. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot. That's what I was saying. Eight. Yeah, you're right. It is eight. Um. But yeah, we did it. That's so crazy. Done a podcast on a whole season of Twin Peaks now. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's so exciting. I'm really, I'm really excited for season two. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for the newest season, the 2015 season. Mm-hmm. I can't even wait for that. I'm excited to see the movie. I haven't seen that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're going to try to read the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's Maybe a lot coming. I'm so excited. Do everything that has to do with Twin Peaks and then talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. 
pretty much. I'm in. Mm-hmm. Um, We're in it. Oh, also just to mention, this um, this episode got two Emmy, Emmy nominations. It did? Yeah. For what? Like best? Yeah, oh, okay. Just like... <laughs> <laughs> I wish your face was recorded so you could show that you had wished that you looked that up. <laughs> And you're like, I'm just going to look it up right now really quickly. Um, this episode was nominated for two Emmy Awards in 1991 for Best Sound Editing and one for Best Actress, Piper Laurie. Who's Piper Laurie? Who'd you play? Um, Piper Laurie <gasps> played... Audrey? She played... No, it can't be Audrey. I think Catherine. Laura? Catherine? Wow. Catherine won the Emmy for Best Actress I did not episode? like that scene. I didn't like that scene. I didn't like her acting at all in the scene between her and Pete. I thought it was way worse. over the top and weird. I did think it was kind of funny the way she reacted um, when she found Shelly tied up in the mill. And she's she like, was- who are you? I can't understand you. You have something in your mouth. And yeah. she's like, so matter of fact, you're like a teacher to a student doing something bad, but it's like, this girl tied up. That's true. Do you want to see what a fox she was when she was young? Like yes. Really young? Look at that. Oh my what a babe. Wait, that's Catherine? We're going to post these photos on our website. Catherine is super hot when she's young. Beautiful. Oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. Uh, she's all like, these Pete, glamour shots. Pete, just remember what I looked like when I was young. <laughs> and he fell in love again. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to wrap up again. I'm so excited that we did eight episodes mm-hmm. a season. One season down. One um, to go. I'm very excited, proud, and um, thank you for listening as always. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a review. Be the first one to leave us a review. <laughs> It'll be really exciting. <laughs> um, it's weird. We have like millions and millions of listeners, but like no one wants to leave a review. It's I just know. so weird. I, just, I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you can follow us on Twitter at LogLadiesPod. Um, let us know you're listening. So you know leave us a review or tweet at us or something um we love you guys yeah thanks for listening thanks for sticking it out with us okay bye, bye.